In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When we speak about the Gospels and how they are written, we sometimes talk about the portrait of Jesus that each one of them portrays. The three synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, tell stories in similar ways, or even sometimes the same story, but each with their own unique perspective. For example, we have the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew, and there is an almost identical version that we call the Sermon on the Plain in Luke. But there's no extended teaching like that in Mark. Or Mark opens with John the Baptist and the baptism of Jesus, while Matthew and Luke have longer birth narratives, with Luke giving us the much-beloved story of Jesus being born in a stable and placed in a manger, and shepherds seeing and hearing angels, while Matthew introduces us to the Magi and Joseph. The Gospel according to John, however, is very different. John's Gospel has a focus that while present in the other three, is treated with a more laser-like intensity in John's account. And that focus is on the relationship of God and Jesus and the close, personal, and deep connection that Jesus feels with the Father. Reading this gospel can be challenging, and like the passage we have this morning, can leave us bewildered and wondering what is going on. Jesus is preparing his disciples for all the events that they are about to be both a party to and to experience from a distance. Within a matter of hours, Jesus is going to be arrested, tried, convicted, sentenced to death, and crucified on a cross. A few days later, there will be an odd occurrence at the tomb, and Jesus' body is going to be missing until Mary Magdalene sees Jesus, at first confusing him with a gardener, and eventually Jesus makes himself known in his resurrected body to his disciples. All of this comes to a climax 40 days later, which we celebrated this past Thursday, when Jesus ascends into heaven to sit on the right hand of God in glory everlasting. And so, at the end of his Last Supper, at the end of these farewell discourses that we have been examining these last few weeks, we have Jesus praying to his God, his Father. It is the end of Jesus' teaching on earth, and the disciples, and us too, are given a very rare but rather striking insight into what Jesus prays for and how he speaks with the Father. And it is an intimate prayer, not spoken as if to some deity that is far and distant, but as a son speaking to his father as a close relation or as close friends would.
Our reading focuses on one aspect of this prayer. It is a prayer for his disciples. Jesus is committing the disciples back into the Father's care. Jesus is praying on the behalf of his disciples. He is interceding for them. Jesus knows that his time on earth is short. And the last thing he does with his disciples and for his disciples is to pray to God that the disciples may be sanctified, may be consecrated by God in God's truth. When we dive into this prayer, when we realize that Jesus also makes reference to his calling as the protector of the disciples, as the teacher of the disciples, and that his role, his very ministry on earth, is at last coming, coming to an end, and that he knows this. Jesus' prayer shows his great love for the disciples. And what we come to realize is that this prayer is, in fact, a continuation of prayers that Jesus has already said, already offered on their behalf before. Only now, Jesus is letting the disciples overhear this special prayer said on their behalf. Thursday was Ascension Day. It is one of these holy days that sometimes gets lost in our calendar. It sounds mystical and hard to understand. And in that, we sometimes forget why the whole day is so significant. Jesus, ascending to the Father, ends his earthly ministry here. But he begins a new and different ministry in heaven. The Son, he who was and always shall be close to the heart of the Father, is there at the right hand of the Father. But there is something even more astounding. Jesus is not just praying for the small band of disciples who are gathered together in the upper room. Jesus is praying for us, you and me, disciples and believers of every age. This is not a prayer that ended there, but it is an ongoing prayer that spans across time and circumstance until it meets us today in the here and now. Our processional hymn this morning said that Jesus now in heaven is our intercessor. He is our friend. He is earth's redeemer who pleads for us. He is also the great high priest who on earth was both our priest and victim. It is Jesus sitting now in glory who is the same Jesus that was here on earth, who died, was resurrected, and has ascended, who now prays for us. Ascension 
and the joy of Eastertide is that Jesus, while not here with us physically day to day, is still present with us. Jesus is present as he sits on God's right hand. Jesus is present with us in bread and wine. Jesus is present with us as we ourselves pray. And just prior to this prayer, Jesus even tells his disciples and us as well that we who believe in him will also do the works that Jesus did, but in fact will do greater works than these because he is going to the Father. And the reason we can do greater works is because Jesus is not simply bound to Palestine or bound to a time period about 2,000 years in our past. Jesus, having ascended to the Father, is able to give us the gift of the Holy Spirit, is able to be present with us now. And all the other churches worshiping today and tomorrow and into eternity. When you get discouraged, remember that not only do we have Jesus to pray to, but we have Jesus as an advocate with the Father. When the work of this parish seems fraught with hardship and questions, Remember that Jesus is interceding on our behalf. When we are troubled by all that we see in this world around us, from violence, corruption, problems, that their very scale seems daunting, Jesus is there, guiding us through the Holy Spirit and is protecting us through the Father. Jesus being ascended does not mean he is absent from us, but rather that he is more present than our feeble minds can ever comprehend. Jesus prayed to the Father, They were yours, and you gave them to me. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given to me so that they may be one as we are one. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. My friends, rejoice this day. Jesus our Lord has been and is continually pleading on our behalf to the Father. Jesus, who did not leave his disciples alone and abandoned, but imparted to them the gift of the Holy Spirit, has not abandoned us. Jesus, whose prayer to the Father is continuing to echo even until today, is still our Savior our Master, our Redeemer, 
and our friend. Amen.